0: And we're back with week seven of the Browns Cast. Uh, I'm your host Taylor Jedrzejczak, and I am joined this week by Matt Milner. Matt, what's up?
1: Uh, nothing much. Still enjoying the week that was. Like, still not as hyped as I was on Monday, but still savoring it as much as I can. How about you?
0: Oh, I'm. I, it, it's certainly a lot more fun to. Um, consume content on a week like this where where you're kind of watching the rest of the football landscape react to not only one of the sh- most shocking upsets of the season, but, like, the sheer stat output of the defense. Like, <laughs> you you can kind of ignore it through four games. They just had a bad game against – bad relative, More I involved. think – I think the Ravens only had like 290 yards of offense. So, like, it, it's not like they, they were running up and down the field. But um, they, they were coming off a bad week and a bye. So, it was easy to kind of forget what they had done in week one and three. Um, but I, I, I don't – like we said on Sunday, there, you can't really ignore or brush aside any of the stats anymore. Like, they've given up 1,000 yards to five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> stats that we have not
1: seen in 50 plus years which is even more insane
0: yeah like we're, we're talking about Super Bowl three and four and five like
1: when passing offense was like archaic compared to what it is now
0: <laughs> if if you threw Mike uh Mike McDaniel back into that area they might think he's a witch
1: <laughs> yeah, if they throw Patrick Mahomes into the seventies,
0: they, they they might as well just have the Salem witch trials at that point. Although I would like to see uh, um, Patrick Mahomes with like a Jared Allen style afro, circa nineteen seventy four. You could pull it off. I could see it. He's got he's got the look. Yeah, I think he could pull it off. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a nice it's been kind of a nice week to kind of. Digest everything that's happening, even like even with all of the questions that we still have about who's going to be quarterback this week.
1: <laughs> we're at least getting clarity in that area, at least.
0: Yeah, for for clarification, we're recording this on Thursday night. Um, Deshaun Watson just practiced for the first time today on a limited basis for the first time in almost a month, um, which is just kind of an incredible sentence um, but it it was it was nice to see him out there and at least uh, as I told you a minute ago doing the bare minimum of the job of quarterback which was propelling a football forward
1: <laughs> yeah could, and throwing it more than 10 yards which we saw from like multiple videos of like from Mary Kay Hayden Grove the usual suspects like he's at yeah. least driving the ball downfield
0: yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like the zippiest of throws, but it was a throw, and it was a throw that went 20 yards. So, like, it's progress. I think, uh, like, if you go back and watch some of the clips of him throwing that morning before the Ravens game, he was struggling to get it beyond, like, 10, 12 yards. Like, he was taking warm-up throws of 10, 12 yards and struggling.
1: Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, that Thursday or Wednesday when he was just going through his normal routine and like he could not even throw it 10 yards. That's when it was like the light bulb went up in my, my head that, yeah, this might be an issue, but luckily we're seem to be getting past that, which is nice.
0: Yeah. And you know, there, there was some talk about, Oh, well he, there was so somber when he spoke to the media, but I think some people did read it as somber. I think I kind of just rem- read it as reserved. Um, It it was nice to hear him actually speak and kind of tell people what had gone on, kind of why they were so gung-ho about it all week before the Ravens game, and then all of a sudden it was this big question mark on Sunday morning, and then why it dragged on for two more weeks. Um, The fact that they weren't able to get an MRI until Saturday night (laughs) because the swelling hadn't really gone down enough to do it. Um, yeah. That might've
1: good. That they probably should have knew by then that, yeah, maybe this, he, he shouldn't have came back that week, like earlier.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- there's certainly that aspect of it. I, I think, again, we, we criticized enough the, the messaging that we, we got that week about his, his play status and his injury and, then after the game and then on Monday and then on Tuesday about all of like the, the multiple messages we got, I think we can kind of put that behind us now. I think we have some clarification. Obviously he's back practicing, so it's not some grand conspiracy. (laughs) As
1: much as people wanted to make it out to me, which I thought was the stupidest thing ever,
0: but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but the reason those things existed was the inconsistent messaging. So, yeah, and, and I,
1: they, they did n- themselves no favors with that. No, and they
0: did themselves no favors on last week leading up to the Niners game by not even allowing him to speak or see the media or be seen at all. Like when we had those like clandestine tweets of, oh, I just talked to him in the locker room and he quickly grabbed his bag and left. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> that all Jake we got. Trotter,
1: that Jake t- Trotter <laughs> tweet was so weird. He tried to be an investigative reporter, and it was the most nothing of nothing tweets I've ever
0: seen. Like, uh, like not to not to joke about two of the the weird, like two of the more shocking moments in American history. But I I, I, I feel like we combined both Watergate and the Kennedy assassination into one one <laughs> one two week stretch. <laughs> Everything was the Zabruder film, <laughs> and every everyone was trying to be deep Throat in the in the parking garage in Washington D.C. Just,
1: yeah, hiding in the shadows, smoking a cigarette. Like, I know things. I know things you need to
0: know. Follow the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it it was such a weird couple weeks on on social media in regards to this team. Like, I'm glad, like, obviously I'm glad that they won on Sunday to – not only kind of assuade all that, but that they actually, like, just getting the win itself. But that win almost saved that, like, probably saved them from, like, a mass revolt yesterday when he didn't practice.
1: (laughs) It it might have because, like, yeah, if they had lost that game, even if it was 20-19, to like, the vibes before the game were so bad that it would have just continued to to today and it would have been at least right now it's like a lot more calmed down but i would imagine like even if deshaun talked it would be just the most like contentious uh like type of like presser for a week six or seven that you would have ever seen because everybody would have been like so just on edge because of the loss and everything.
0: Yeah. And the reporters were already on edge because, you know, I've kind of been in that life when you're trying to know something, when you're trying to figure something out and no one will give you the answer and there's no way for you to find it other than people telling you what's going on. It gets so frustrating. And and I've kind of gone through this the last couple of weeks. Like it's been, you, you search through all of these different sources and you get no answers and these reporters are not getting answers either. So they're like kind of left to create their own conclusions, which they're not really supposed to do, but some of them do anyway. Um, too many in this city, yeah. So it, it was, it's was frustrating from a journalistic standpoint, too. Like they want to know so they know how to do their job and so that they can report the news. So it, it was. But you you know obviously that's we don't need to dwell on it anymore. I think we can kind of put this put this topic to bed um, even if Watson doesn't end up playing on Sunday, I think we're at least seeing progress towards uh, playing next week. Um, but I, I do think that him practicing today was a was a decent sign that he was he's probably gonna he's leaning towards playing as it is anyway.
1: Yeah, like, I I would understand if they hold him out for one more week, but it feels like they know that he's going to be okay for this week. So uh, uh, that's at least my expectation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do kind of worry a little bit about re-injury. Um, it, it's like, it, it's a very delicate area when it's already hurt. So, I mean, I would understand if they maybe wanted to give it one more week to heal, but, like, if he's good to go, he's good to go. So, Yep, yeah. And kind of provides us a decent segue here. Um I mean, if he's good to go, how how good to go do you think he's gonna be? Is he Do you think he's gonna be a hundred percent, or do you think he's gonna need to work back into it again for the third time in his ten games or eleven games on the team? Um
1: There'll probably be some type of ramp up period. I mean, sure, he only missed like two games, but he he has been like sitting out for at least three three weeks. We we assumed he hasn't really thrown the ball that that much outside of maybe just light warm ups. So I I would think it's maybe a ramp up, but I don't think it's going to be like something super like like he it it since he's been playing at least. He's played three games. I don't think the, the ramp up here is going to take that long in my mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think even when he comes back that he's going to be 100% right out of the gate. Um, the part of that that scares me is that he is not someone who is super hit, uh, hit avoidant, I guess if that's the right term.
1: Um, he's not, yeah, he's not, he doesn't, he's not adverse to like taking punishment. Like his yeah. style has always been like, I'm going to extend plays. I'm going to run for the extra five yards and I don't care if I get tackled. That's just how he's always been in his career to this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously Kyler Murray has to be this way because he's so tiny that he can't afford to take the hits. But watching Kyler Murray run is kind of be so frustrating for defenses because he never takes hits. No, he, find, he finds ways to dance around and get out of bounds or get down, never takes hits, always stays, you know, relatively clean. Deshaun Watson is the opposite. He will throw a shoulder into an oncoming safety.
1: Yeah, so, and that's how he's always played because I'm like, we've seen him. He's a big guy and he can like, like he can dull out some punishment. Like that's kind of always how he's always been.
0: Yeah. So I, I do wonder how they're going to kind of treat that um I but mean I definitely
1: have it in mind that they're not gonna have them run that much probably to two a point like they're not gonna they're probably gonna tell them like hey, stay in the pocket as much as possible don't
0: get do anything <laughs> please <stupid>. don't <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> for our sanity for all of us do not lower your shoulder this week um yeah I I think they're probably gonna take um, I mean, obviously, they're not going to say they're going to do this, but I I think they'll probably take quarterback draws out of the equation for a week or two, um, simply because you know how he runs, and it's not worth it. For sure. But, you know, there's still that chance that he doesn't play. Um, And and we kind of saw what P.J. Walker... I feel like as someone who watched him play for the Panthers the last couple of years, I think we got the full PJ Walker experience all boiled down to one game last week. Um, there are times where he looks like an XFL quarterback where he's not seeing open guys or he's throwing picks in bad situations. He's throwing the ball where he shouldn't be. Um, he I mean, I, he didn't take very many sacks last week week and he didn't take bad sacks so Mm. you can't really fault him for that um but but then you saw the good side where he's able to have the poise as someone that's been around to lead a drive when you need it granted that game the i think the game winning drive he was 0 of 5 (laughs) so yeah he missed elijah Moore like three
1: times and luckily like the the third Throw Elijah was just in the right spot to get hit, and the spearing penalty was called on him to extend the drive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you know people will debate whether or not was that that was a penalty. Uh, It was it was certainly borderline, but um, yeah, it's not like he was completing passes. They they mostly ran the ball in a two minute in a three minute situation to get down to the to field goal range, which is actually very very Stefanski Browns, but. Um, <laughs> <But, laughs> got to do it somehow Gotta yeah do it somehow. But, but being O of five in that situation is not really what you want out of your quarterback um, yeah. he obviously had done well on the drive that got them to 16 points um, the drive before that uh, finding some open receivers uh, the the throw to David Bell on fourth down was really good the throw mm-hmm. I think they came back and hit Cooper on a slant the very next play. And that was really good. Yeah. But so he made some good throws in the game and he was able to find open guys sometimes, but he's not able to do it consistently enough. How, how much do you kind of, I I guess, trust him if he needs to go again?
1: Uh, I don't know if the trust is that high, I feel like against the Colts you can probably put put up with it for one more game but like I would think like you you would have to do a lot of things to avoid the PJ Walkerness that could potentially derail a game like we saw him, he, he still threw two interceptions he almost threw a third that almost cost you the game so like you're going you're going to have to work around it and like hopefully like it's not to the detriment of losing to the Colts who are no, like it, you should be able to win the game, but like you shouldn't. It, it, it's just one of the, like you don't want your quarterback throwing away the game.
0: Yeah, I mean they're a three and three team, but you don't want you don't want to be losing to that with your a team trying to make the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, I'm I'm about as confident as the game we went in playing with Case Keenum a couple of years ago, which is guarded, I think, at best. Uh, Like, I don't think he's going to go out there and light it up by any means. He he did enough last week, but he didn't do a lot. Um, We didn't get to see him really run the ball, um, which, you know, he's capable of doing, but, you know, the Niners are just a good defense. Maybe he looks better in this offense against the defense that isn't, the second best in the league. Um, It's, but, you know, I've seen him go out and start, he started a game in Cincinnati last year where he was three of 10 for 30 yards and three picks in the first half. Mm. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, like he got benched for Panthers, Baker Mayfield Panthers, Baker Mayfield was not good. Oh no, <laughs> that
1: whole pa- that yeah that Panther situation was just bad.
0: I mean, granted, it was the Panthers that the whole franchise is a freaking mess right now. Um, but still, still not what you want going into like if that's what your experience is on the road. Granted, his other one of his other better performances was on the road last year, where he threw that hail mary to tie the game in Atlanta. So like. There, there's evidence that points to both ways with him, but I don't think it's something you really want.
1: Yeah, like, I think you would rather it be like if uh, DTR took took the bull by the horns in the Ravens game and not look terrible, but since DTR is a rookie and you want to win games, you, you have to resort to P.J. Walker, basically, and that's all you got at this point.
0: Yeah, it's... And the Browns have kind of put them themselves in a weird spot because they if they use if they need PJ Walker this week it's his last call up, um, so he'd have to be on the active roster after that. But they can't risk putting DTR on the practice squad because then, you know, all those all those other teams that may have wanted him after the preseason can see that and pluck him. So there's no there's not protected slots anymore i don't believe Uh, no one's talking like there is anyway um, on the practice squad so you put him down there he's fair game
1: yeah and uh like with dtr he still has the potential of being a good backup and even if like it's even if he doesn't play that much this year, like somebody will take, give him a chance. Like it's the NFL. If you have any type of potential, somebody will give you a chance.
0: I, w- I will say DTR has to find it rather quickly, though, because he is, he was like a super, super senior at UCLA. He was there for a while. So he's not, not a young rookie. He, he's a bit of an older rookie. I think he's what, 24? 23 or yeah, 24? He, he was there
1: all, like he was at UCLA for a long time. So he's got to be like 23, 24.
0: Yeah, so he's not he's not a particularly young rookie, so like he may only have his rookie contract to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But um, do, doing some research into the Colts, they have been a team so far that's been very—I uh, don't want to say susceptible. They have a pretty—they have like a slightly below average, below league average uh, pass defense in terms of yards. Um. Uh, but. They they fared they fared pretty well against the um the Jags last week, which in itself can be kind of skewed because they the Jags put up a whole bunch of points real quickly because of um, a bunch of turnovers that they they scored on in short fields. So their their yardage was a bit down. I think I looked it up and I was shocked. Uh, the Jags only had like two hundred and seventy yards of offense last week, but they scored thirty one points. 37 yeah, they points. Did, they did
1: not have a good offensive day. So, and, and they and Gardner Minshew handed them three picks. So, like, they got a bunch of short yardages.
0: Yeah. So. But in the in other games, they they've not really held teams down in the passing department. They they've been fairly pedestrian when it comes to passing pass defense so far this season. I can. Pull it up real quick. Um. 342 against the Jags, or no, 237, 337, 178, 303, 259, 148. So, eh, I mean, they've been okay. I mean, the Ravens are a weird offense to kind of judge. Stroud threw for 337 on them. Uh, Matt Stafford threw for 303. The, the Titans threw for 259. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. um, Is, is that a, is that something you can see them trying to attack give, even with kind of the question marks we have at quarterback?
1: I mean, I think you sh- should, uh, yeah, it should be a point of emphasis. I mean, you, if that pass defense is not up to par, you should be able to try to find ways to exploit it. Like, I mean we saw with Amari he even with four catches he got over 100 yards like and oh, and I feel like with Elijah or D, or David and Joku like that somebody's got to like have a day I feel against that Colts defense.
0: Yeah. I mean we'll we'll actually get to this in prop bets later but you um, <laughs> you're, you're kind of due for someone to step up that isn't named Amari Cooper. Um, Amari's been, it's funny is I think we finally realized that he's kind of the Nick Chubb light in terms of <laughs> with his demeanor today during the during his, his interview. <laughs> um, he, he carries himself in a very similar fashion, it seems. So it's kind of nice to have one of those, one of those kind of players still on the field. Um, but you know, he, he's on track for over a thousand yards and 80 something receptions, and that's having three quarterbacks throwing the ball through five games. So he's yeah, going like to get his
1: numbers clearly. Yeah, he's I gonna think it is.
0: It's just a matter of where we're going to find it from someone else.
1: Whether that's just the stability of quarterback just being so up in the air that the other guys aren't are able to eat, that's kind of where I feel like the issue lies because I feel like with Elijah Moore like like it, there's been examples of him being open all the time. There were like three throws that PJ missed that Elijah could have took the ball over the 50 like he, he was open a good amount.
0: Yeah. Elijah Moore probably was shorted about 30, 40 yards last week, simply because PJ Walker missed him on a couple of throws. Uh, David and was shorted about 50 yards last week because of penalties he shorted a touchdown too. Um, and that's not the first that wasn't the first game that's happened to him. I feel like it happened in the Pittsburgh game too. Mm. Um But you know, and we kind (laughs) of talked about it in the Discord today, the the sudden disappearance of Donovan Peoples Jones has been kind of surprising to this point. I don't I don't think any of us saw it coming because we kind of came into the season thinking, oh yeah, he's gonna go out there and get his what 50 something catches 60 catches 60 something catches for 800 something yards again and be what he's been and then we're not going to be able to afford him this offseason that's why we drafted Tillman. But he has like no he has what 15 targets?
1: If that, yeah, like maybe 3 4 catches. Like it just it's been kind of bizarre because like it it just seems like yeah, it, it like they have resorted into third wide receiver duty like it's been either Elijah Moore or Mari Cooper, which I don't, I I understand that to a point, but it just feels like with Donovan, he's been fairly consistent in his three years here, and I just I don't really understand why he's just kind of been like phased out. But maybe that's just because again, like with the quarterback issue of it being in the air, that it's another thing where they're not seeing him, and like
0: since he's the third read, they're not seeing him. I mean all the pass catchers kind of lost one game because DTR was so down. Um and last week the only one that could really figure it out was was Cooper. Um and even then they
1: were jump balls. Like it, like they were just balls that he threw up and that's because PJ's that type of quarterback where it's like, "Okay, Amari, you're down there somewhere."
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean he threw for 2 what? 292 and Amari had 108. Or, he threw for 192 and Amari had 108 yeah, so there's not a whole lot left in the pie for everyone else. It hopefully that rectifies itself as we get more consistent quarterback play. but like it, it's it's just been kind of a weird usage um to this point.
1: for sure and just it, it, that, that's why this offense feels like it needs to find its footing because like, I feel like there are weapons on this offense that are just not being utilized because the quarterback play has just been so like, inconsistent because of injuries and just obviously with the DTR, PJ Walker of it all.
0: Yeah, and this also regardless of who, who we're um, playing at quarterback this week, this has to be a week where we finally turn in a clean sheet turnover-wise. <laughs>
1: They are overdue for just a clean game that is internal. Like I think I saw a stat that (laughs) because they've only played five games, they're still one of the leaders in turnovers. (laughs) Like somehow, yeah,
0: yeah, they've turned the ball over what twelve times in five games, which is like fourth, third, or fourth most in the league. And the other teams have played six. Yeah, not 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 a great place to be. Um, Some of that is semi excusable because you've had to start two different quarterbacks the last two two games and they've thrown five picks. And uh, what what was the stat that we just shared in the discord that they've had 10 turnover worthy throws and like Watson 50, had three and 50 something passes. And Watson's had three in 112. So, yeah. That's, like
1: that's un like, that's unsustainable football. You can't be giving away the ball. Like just, and luckily, the defense has saved your ass, and so it hasn't really mattered to this point. But still, like, you can't have that.
0: No, and and I think, uh, I forget, the the Steelers' turnovers were, what, a lot? Who, what were the turnovers? There was the, the Deshaun the, Watson fumble that was somehow reviewed and turned into a fumble. Yeah, and then and that, there was, was like, a, the, a, the Dave, Joku, David the Joku yeah. fumble was kind of fluky, too. Like
1: the the Harrison Bryant tip uh, tip int I- I- definitely was
0: fluky also, yeah. Like no, that whole game was kind of fluky to be honest. But it was uh, like there there was some bad luck plays early in the season, early early in the season in terms of turnovers. Um But you like to go where you need to go. You need to clean that up.
1: Yeah, like that. They, they need to like reel it in, like in the worst possible way, because like you cannot, like you can't be losing the turnover battle every game. It like sure you're able to get away with it to this point, but you're not going to get it away with it every game.
0: No, no. You you eventually the like as hard as it is to believe right now, eventually the defense is going to not be like historically good they're gonna have a game when they're only regular good and you're not gonna be able to overcome a pick and a fumble especially the last week the two the two uh turnovers ended with the the Niners getting the ball inside the 30 both times
1: <sighs> yeah that's just you can't do that every game so like that, you just it needs to change it needs to be like it needs to
0: change in the. Yeah, a bunch of the a bunch of the t- um, touchdowns the de- defense has given up, which I think they've they literally out-
1: become on turnovers, and it's only because they're short field. That's the only way they've really been
0: able to score on them because of just stuff like that. They've given up seven touchdowns this year, which is a ludicrously low number for five games in. But they've given up seven touchdowns this year. The defense has. Um, they've given up two more if you count what the offense has given the other team. Um, and I think what three of those touchdown drives started inside the Browns 10 or at least two of them. Like,
1: yeah, like there was a Lamar, like QB draw that he scored. And then there was the, like like the the one rushing touchdown by the Niners like it was all on the first play two of that drive.
0: Yeah, and if you go look like the the one funny part about what the Browns have done is that their their red zone defense stats are horrible. But yet it's like <laughs> because they've only been in their other teams it. only been in the red zone like six times.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the ratio doesn't even add up. So it's like <laughs> it, yeah. it's just such a weird like, yeah, you just can never – you can't put yourself in a position like that, no matter how good your defense is, because eventually they're just going to score on you.
0: Yeah, it's hard to defend that little – that much uh, – that that little amount of field. But, you know, speaking of the defense, we, we've kind of we, – we've said it enough, especially last after the game last week and in the beginning of this, obviously we think this defense is real at this point, there's not a whole lot denying it anymore. So in that context, how much can this Colts offense actually like scare you?
1: Um, I mean the Colts offense by itself, it doesn't really scare me. Like if, if Anthony Richardson was healthy, it it, at least puts a little bit of fear on me just because he's a dynamic athlete. But if it's, it, with Gardner Minshew, it's just like, I I saw what happened with like a version of that with Ryan Tannehill. I it I can definitely see where the Browns take advantage of Gardner Minshew.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, Minshew's you know more mobile than whatever Tannehill is at this point in his career. But but even still, it's like a
1: lot. Of, it's not like he's able to run. He's it's more so elusiveness from backpedaling and just yeah, he, he's very good he's, at. It using his feet that way. He's not immobile.
0: <laughs> he, he can move a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, this offense, the, the offense that the Colts bring, they're averaging 243 through the air, 116 on the ground, um, 359 overall, which is slightly better than the Browns. Um, it's by no means like a top offense in the league, but it's, you know, it's better. It's better than what the Browns have put on paper. So, um. Granted, some of that is in garbage time. Uh, They had a lot of yards last week. They, I think, they put up like three seventy in in what ended up being a thirty seven twenty loss. But that was thirty one to six at one point. Um, but you know, it Gardner Minshew just doesn't. He's not someone that. Like, in the past, I would say, oh, well, this is this is setting up perfectly for a backup quarterback to have his day. We saw it last year with Bailey Zappi, of all people. But, <laughs> like, this defense just doesn't feel like one that's going to allow that to happen.
1: No. And, like, with the way that they're playing, even if they're not at their A game, I feel like at their B-plus game, they can definitely, like, keep the Colts in check. Like if, As long as they stop Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, they should be fine.
0: Yeah, I don't remember too much about NFL Blitz as a child, but I do remember NBA Jam when you're hot, you're, the player is literally on fire. Um, I think when Gardner Minshew gets under center for the first time on Sunday, he's going to see 11 guys on the other side of the field that are literally on fire because th- that that's kind of the level of Heat that this defense is playing with right now, they're just yeah like they're as a unit all playing well. It's not like Miles Garrett is on a bender and he's carrying like carrying the entire defense. Everyone together is is hot at once, and you know that that's not sustainable. But we we also haven't seen it fade very much. So
1: oh no, like with the way they're playing, even if. Even if, say, like Miles doesn't have his best day, I can I can totally see like another version of the JOK game I saw against the Niners. Like the corners are playing at such an elite level, like they can just like just clamp up whoever. It seems like it. it you name it: Martin, Denzel, Greg. It, it nobody has really challenged them which is probably why their PFF grades look terrible, but that's another rant for another day.
0: Yeah, that's not one we need to get into. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they don't... I mean, I'm trying to look at their, their receiver roster right here. I mean, my, obviously Michael Pittman is pretty good. Um, I think Tyree Cleveland's done some stuff. But, like, none of those guys really scare me at all. <laughs> like, no. I'm not concerned about – like last week you had Brandon Ayuk and Devo Samuel, and obviously Devo, Devo I think went down in the first quarter. Um, Ayuk was the key in the game, but like there, there's no one on the other side of the field that's like Jamar Chase, and you're like, we have to make sure that this guy doesn't take over the game. I think, I think right now the key for the defense is to do what they did to Minshew or do what they did to Purdy and keep Minshew off his game. But part of that is something they've done really well, which is like completely eliminate running the ball, which is something the Colts do very well. Yeah. So at the, like they're able to take away, if they're able to take, take away what the, the Niners do on the ground. I mean, obviously the Niners finished with for 48 yards, but or a hundred and 108 yards, but it didn't really feel like they were <laughs> they were uh, running the ball that well after the first drive. So you take away that part of the offense, which takes away the play action, it kind of limits what the Niners are able to do in terms of scheme, and then it puts Brock Purdy in a straight drop back, and then he has to deal with the pass rush if you do that to the Colts you probably do it to even a, an even better degree because they don't have the talent that the Niners do even losing their best two players
1: yeah and like we, and Minshew is not the caliber of quarterback that Brock is so like that's why i feel like they can definitely take advantage of him like because if you take away Moss and, and Taylor like it's probably game over more than likely
0: yeah i mean i do i do have some fear that Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss is the kind of one, two duo that it could provide some struggle, some headaches for the Browns. Like Zach Moss has been very good in the beginning of the season while Jonathan Taylor's recovered. And um, all, all indications are kind of pointing towards Jonathan Taylor being kind of ready to go for nearly his full allotment this week. So I don't know entirely what we're going to see out of him. I mean, last week he was eight carries for 19 yards, but the game also got out of hand. Um, We could see a lot more of him this week.
1: Yeah. And just like, we could definitely see him more like, uh, like he's been ramping up for the last three games. He should be at, to the point where he can take on more of a load, take, take away some snaps from Moss. Like, and so like I would definitely expect him to be on the field a lot more. And that should be the point of emphasis. I would imagine that Schwartz is telling these guys, like, Hey, you got to take away him because if we take away him and, Mo- and Moss Gardner's it's open season. Yep. And yeah. I mean, if, we're going gonna to do.
0: Make, if we're going to, if we're going to do anything, we're going to say, we're going to make Gardner Minshew beat us. We're going to make Gardner Minshew beat this secondary and say good luck. <laughs> like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, Uncle Rico. Good luck. <laughs> Enjoy. You, you ain't going to get easy yards on us.
0: <laughs> have you met Miles Garrett?
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you met Cedarius Smith and Ogba, uh, Obu Okoronkwo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Browns defensive line, quarterback with funny mustache. Quarterback with funny mustache, Browns defensive <laughs> line.
1: <laughs> Y'all better. He better enjoy the ground. That's all I'm saying.
0: Um, the Colts do have a good offensive line. It's not like we're gonna abuse them in that sense, but it, it's definitely regressed to what it was before. Because like they, that unit
1: used to be like top tier, but now it's kind of slowly degraded in my mind. It they won't they won't let it be like a turnstile, but I don't think they're at the tier anymore.
0: No, it's we're not talking about the two offensive lines in New York at this point. We're talking about you know, probably about a step behind the Browns. I mean, both both offensive lines were at the top of the league at the same time, and they're both starting to kind of um, slowly whittle from that. So I don't know. I think I think we we've kind of. And the last point I want to talk about here was takeaways, but I think we kind of talked about that. I think you know you have a quarterback coming off of a game where you just do three picks. Um, you need to take advantage of it. <laughs> you need to find a way to get some takeo- takeaways. Um, I think at this point in the season, it might be tough to say go go finish with a positive turnover differential at the end of seventeen weeks, but um, you need to at least not be in double digits (laughs) because if if you get below double, if you get below minus 10, then oof. (sighs) Um, But I think the the last point I kind of want to talk about is we, we haven't seen, I feel like since the end of the 2020 season, you know, save that weird jets game where we had to run the practice squads, practice squad out there to be wide receivers. Um, god, what a weird game that was. But anyways, yeah, it was bizarre. Um, we haven't seen very many winning streaks. What the the schedule kind of sets up for that right now. Um, and you're you're coming off the ultimate momentum boost of beating the 49ers last week. How important is it for the Browns to kind of stabilize the roller coaster that not only the they've been on, but everyone that follows them has been on since the beginning of the season.
1: I think it would definitely put the ease of like, it would definitely ease the fan base's like worries, because if they're able to like stack games and make this signature win count mean something, it's, it's definitely them having to take advantage of the schedule that's lining up for them that, we kind of talked about before the season, like, Hey, this is probably the toughest stretch. And then after they can start getting fat on the games that they could win in the middle portion of their schedule. So like, yeah. if, they can, if they can get um, this game and then maybe the Seattle game, it will definitely boost the morale of not just the team, but the, the fans just to like, just to get behind the team a lot more because I feel like there's still like some worry and concerns of like can we actually do this
0: yeah I mean it certainly feels like we haven't we haven't had two weeks in a row to be positive in a while um I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna look at this when was the last time we won consecutive games uh that is the 2021 schedule we haven't done it this season uh the last time the browns won consecutive games was uh tampa and houston of last season oh really jeez yeah so and that was that was the only time last year we won consecutive games uh 2021 they won 3 consecutive games from weeks two to four uh, to get to three and one, and then we're at six and six by Thanksgiving. Uh, 2020, the the win streak I was talking about, they won five of seven to end the season, including a stretch of four in a row, um, those two really weird weather games against Houston and Philly, the win in Jacksonville and then the blowout in Tennessee. Um, so it's been a while since they've stacked a whole bunch of wins right in a row. Um, so it would be nice to have that feeling again, because it's not only, not only is it, you know, good for the psyche, it's, it's validation. Like you don't need to ride, you don't need to ride the ebbs and flows. You can, you can get at the high high point and stay there for a little bit. And it, it shows what you're doing is working, that you don't need to be an angry team coming off a loss. You can just be a good team that's playing good football.
1: Yeah, like, you can just have that. Like, you, you, you can just ride the high of a winning streak. Like, you don't have to just keep going on this roller coaster that we've been used to the last couple of years. And, like, there's been reasons why that's been the case. But, like... If they can finally, because of the, like, hey, the quarterback's healthy, the offense is starting to look good, and then we're winning on top of that, it will definitely just – it will help out so much.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're staring at a schedule right now where you are the – I believe you're the uh, – you probably won't be favored going to Seattle, to be honest. Um, but you're favored going to Indy. Um, ESPN's PFI has them as the favorite. Um, They're not the favorite going to Seattle, but it's close. It's 56-43. And then the Cardinals, who you're playing at home, and God knows what the Cardinals are, (laughs) ESPN gives them a 77% chance of winning that game. So, like, you could vary. There's a decent chance they're 6-2. In a few weeks, obviously, one game at a time. Blah blah, blah footballisms that Jim Schwartz is that has a entire binder of. But um, <laughs> it, he must just have
1: he must just throw it like a dart. It's like, oh, this is going to be something. What can I think for
0: today? You remember, you remember, those, the day? You
1: remember oh, those? Okay.
0: You remember those uh, word magnets in English class in high school? Yeah. Where you could build sentences out of them. He just has a uh, an entire whiteboard full of football coach sayings on a whiteboard <laughs> where he, he, he'll he go and grab one and be like, okay, this is mine for this week and then I'll put it over here. I won't use it again. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're, they're staring at a favorable part of the schedule and you, you have to take advantage of it. The last two years, they've not taken advantage of being the better team in these games. Right now, you're staring at... Three games in a row where you're probably the better team. The only reason the Seahawks are going to be favored in that game is that the game's in Seattle.
1: Yeah, and Seattle's tough, but it's still a game you should be able to win. But obviously, there's outside factors like jet lag, West Coast, all that different yeah. stuff. That, it's not. I it's not as bad.
0: It's stuff. not as bad for us going to the West Coast as it is for the, the West Coast coming to us. But yeah, it's different.
1: Yeah, that if they can at least get two out of three of these next three
0: games, they should be all right. And the defense is the sole reason we're able to talk about things like this because they've been consistent. We know what we're going to get from them. Um, I think right now we can kind of look at the Baltimore game as a bit of an aberration because of the circumstances that surrounded that whole thing. But you know, in every other game, the defense has been dominant. I mean. They've given up, what, uh, 36, 18, 35 points total in the the games that aren't the Ravens games? (laughs) Like, then that's taking away 13 or 14 points from the Steelers uh, because the offense actually gave up those points.
1: Yeah, like... Like, as long as they are not giving away points, the, the defense has been spectacular. And that's just kind of, they just need to just keep building on what they're building on with on defense and the offense just to catch up.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a saying in, uh, I mean, it's probably more of a saying in life, but I hear it a lot in racing. Um, it's called stacking pennies. You stack yeah. enough pennies, you have a decent amount of money. And stacking a penny is not hard. You just You're you're building a stack of easy to obtain things, and eventually it gets big. That's kind of where you're at. Okay. That's kind of where you're at. You you get. Yeah, you just need to keep
1: stacking pennies. You yeah. just need to keep this momentum going, and not just ruin it the week after a momentous win like this. You just got to keep it
0: going. No, I mean if you're riding a two game winning streak. Um, into Seattle next week, like t- people are going to look at that differently. If you're three and three, and Seattle's three and three, or whatever the hell they are, like people are going to see it as an even game. And it- people still might see it as an even game, but the Seahawks have been kind of weird. They haven't beaten anyone that's worth a shit.
1: <sighs> that's true. They are a weird team, so you know we have no idea what to really make yeah. of them. But yeah, like the- they they just need to keep do. They just need to start. Showing that they are capable of what we think they are, and with this defense, they should be definitely capable of of helping them make the playoffs. And I think offensively, there's enough pieces there to make it work. So, like, yeah it it will help with it will help out so much. Even if it's just, it, even if it's not the prettiest win, it'll it would be great. But if they can get two in a row, like it it'll Going into that Seattle game, people's the vibe around
0: the team will be a lot better. Yep, we need we need another we need another uh, a vibe like the uh, twenty-seven to three though. That'd be that'd be kind of kind of cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's let's get into some prop bets before we start boring people to death. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are somehow still all pretty much tied. Uh, we are six weeks into this thing, and Joe, Matt, and I are have yet to be se- have any separation. Uh, Joe has forty seven points. I have forty seven points, and we are each other's shadow right now. We can't escape each other. No, <laughs> it's so bad. No, um, can't escape the demons, <laughs> and you have forty six points. So. This week, I made a point to try and get some more toss-up games on our game pick schedule so that we're not just relying on picking uh, in the division. Granted, there are still two division games on this this pick sheet, but those are also pretty even games. So, let's start it with the ultimate poo-poo platter of a football game for the weekend. (laughs) The Raiders at the Bears. Oh, kick that crap fest. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. The Bears are two-point dogs at home. Put it that way.
1: (laughs) I feel like I have – do you – who is even the Bears quarterback? Like, I I can't even name – think of his name. I I forget who it was. I think it was Bodie who put a tweet in about where he played at college and who they were facing, like some – random christian university or something i think it was so colorado just,
0: school of the Mines.
1: yes that was it so <laughs> i can like he is a professional quarterback it it it, it and this is and he's for the ba-
0: yeah I, I gotta pick the raiders he, but he, because but even but though the raiders the raiders are trotting out the corpse of brian hoyer i still trust brian hoyer more than
1: whoever's <laughs> quarterbacking the bears <laughs> like like, it, it, he's like Ty, Tyson Bigsby. I don't even know what the fuck his name is.
0: <laughs> um, now, now you've piqued my interest. I'm going to find this out. What is this man's name? So that we can not totally disrespect his entire life here. <laughs> um... Oh, good Lord. What the hell is it? <laughs> I know, it's such a weird last name. Tyson Bad- Bagant or Bagant. Tyson Bagant. And he's like a rookie, like backup. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, rookie from Shepherd College. Where the heck is Shepherd College? I don't know, but they play Colorado School of the Mines, so I'm guessing they're out there somewhere. <laughs> um- <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm going with Raiders. Brian Hoyer, sure.
1: Josh McDaniel, sure, but still it's. They are at least a football team. The Bears are just, they're they they, they they're just tanking for Caleb Williams at this point.
0: Through, through that whole rabbit hole, I found out that Colorado School of the Mines mascot is the Ore Diggers. The Ore Diggers? Yes. Can't be the Gold oh Diggers. My. Have to be the Ore Diggers. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, I will, oof. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Raiders. We're probably going to be wrong, but. Ugh. Okay. Now hu- to pick the actual football. Um, okay. We have the Lions going to Baltimore. Baltimore's a three point favorite. Hmm. Second best Ooh, defense a... that the Ravens have faced. And the first time they're going to play a motivated one.
1: Yeah. Speaking of teams that are just. Need some validation. I, uh, I I guess it's just pure hater energy and the way that the Ravens have looked outside of the Browns game. I just, I have no idea what to make of them. So I'm going to go
0: with the Lions. You know, I want to pick the Lions. I think the Lions are the better team. I, I think the Ravens have... Have that devil magic that the Lions haven't found yet. So I'm gonna go with the Ravens. They're playing at home. It's a big game. They tend to yeah. play better in those. Um Okay. So for our third game, we have a semi-crap fest. We have the Steelers at the Rams. Ooh. Mm, let's see the Rams are a hard team to pin down the Steelers. I think we've pinned down, but they're just unpredictable because they are the most chaotic team in the league.
1: Yeah. You, you would think straight up it would be the Rams just because the Steelers offense is pure putrid, but I can't, I couldn't, I wouldn't trust the Rams either. So I guess it's just pure hater energy tonight. I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah,
0: I think, I think I'm probably going to go with the Rams too. I think, that they have Matt Stafford's seen some shit. Um, he's not, he's not going to be phased <laughs> yeah. by whatever the defense is trying to do. They have Cooper cutback. back. Um, the Steelers defense has been hit or miss. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'll go with the home team on that one. It's a, it's a long trip for the Steelers, even though it'll be a home game for them. Um, then we have the game of the week. Um, Dolphins at Philly. Philly is a two and a half point favorite. Ooh. Philly's kind of sleptwalk mm-hmm. their way to five and one. Um, yeah. But they're still a good team. They're still at home. Uh, the last time the Dolphins played a good team, they got boat raced.
1: Yeah. The, the Dolphins still need that like big win. And even though the Eagles have not looked like the Super Bowl version of the Eagles quite yet, I feel like they'll get better. But like, yeah, they still. Um, this would be a, this would be they, a good
0: prove it for the Dolphins,
1: for sure. So I think for right now, I'm just gonna go with the Eagles. They can definitely win against the Eagles, but uh, I guess we're just. I'm just not sure. So I'm just gonna go with the Eagles.
0: I think I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I think that they probably realize that this is a. A bigger than normal. Like obviously, every game is big, but like you, you can't go out. You can't be a Super Bowl contender and get blasted by the two teams that are also Super Bowl contenders with you, that you've played. So, I, I think they'll probably be more focused this week on getting it. I think the Eagles have kind of been a mess, even though they've won five games. Um. They've they've done it in like strange fashions where they're not really blowing. They're not really dominating games. They're just kind of doing their thing. Um,
1: yeah, they haven't really dominated. They just kind of just done enough. Yeah, they yeah. They, they
0: they're they're kind of like what, all those years that we thought the Patriots were falling off and they were just kind of winning games that were ugly early in the season and then they turned it on by December. It's kind of what the Eagles remind me of right now. Uh, but they don't have the pedigree yet to know that they're gonna turn it on in December so
1: yeah like if the, if there's a time for the dolphins to catch them off guard it's it's definitely this game
0: yeah it's gonna be it's in philly though so it's not gonna be easy for the dolphins um okay and before we circle back to the browns game we're gonna pick some brown's props um i I set this one because I don't know who's playing. Um Brown's <laughs> passing yards over under 243 and a half. Hmm. Um
1: ooh that stuff. I feel like because Deshaun feels like he's starting to trend in the right direction, I feel like
0: with him at under center over. But you have probably a but over. you have to consider the fact that it might not be him. Oh God, that's
1: yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I'll I'll just play it safe and just say under for right now. So under.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you'd like to see more than that, but like, we don't know what we're like because we've only seen one practice with the guy. We don't know what we're gonna get yet. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna go over. I'm not. The super. I'm not like 100% confident that Watson's going to play, but uh, this isn't the Niners. Uh, the weather isn't going to be crappy because you're playing inside. Um, the Colts defense has been kind of susceptible. I think PJ Walker could get the 245 if he f- is able to find open guys, and I think Deshaun passes that fairly easily if he's playing. Um uh, first time we have Jerome Ford on here. Jerome Ford, Rush Yards, over under 68 and a half.
1: Mhm. Um 68. I feel like he could go over. Like I I know that they lost a key guy in terms of run defense because of steroids, so and now like our old friend um Bryant. Who do you mention? Taysom Bryant who got Basically pushed out of the way all year last year. Who was who, who was one of the
0: three play. the three guys that was in the bottom four of uh, PFF D tackle grades last year?
1: Yeah, so I feel like it, it. If Jerome Ford goes off, I can see why because of him. So yeah, I'm going over.
0: Yeah, I mean, 68 and a half is he's hit that total twice in his three starts or. Um. Well, did he hit that against the Titans? I don't remember uh, actually no he didn't they sucked that day Um, he hit it against the Steelers but that was basically on the back of one flaky run last week was the first time he actually looked good running the ball since he became the starter Um, I think I'm going to go over two I don't think he's going to get a hundred by any means but I think
1: You can definitely do like seventy.
0: Yeah, I think you could get to seventy five, and I think that would be a good day for him. I think if he's at seventy five, then the Browns are going to run for like one forty. Yeah. Okay, here's a fun one. Browns' leading pass catcher that is not named Amari Cooper, yardage leader that is not named Amari Cooper. Um.
1: I feel like David is due because it feels like they've been trying to get him involved more, but it just, other factors like penalties and stuff have just been getting in the way. So I feel like David and is due.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could see that as well. Um, they, they've certainly tried to work him into the offense a little more. Um, hmm. We haven't seen anything that's gonna prove that DPJ is just gonna come out and catch go for go five for seventy-two this week. Uh there's like there's just zero indication that he's even being used in the offense. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with more. They seem pretty hell bent on getting him comfortable in the offense somehow. Uh, so I think that they're yeah, going to keep trying. They've out. done
1: everything to try to maximize his skill set because I feel like he can do some of the things that they've been trying to do, but I just think the way they've gone about it has just been kind of... They're still working that out.
0: Yeah, as long as as long as long that doesn't include um, running into rounds, we should be fine. Please stop having him run into rounds. Just... <laughs> Please. For my own health, um, Gardner Minshew passing yards over under 283 and a half.
1: Hmm. I, I think under feels like a pretty good bet because if we like they've been able to hold guys under for
0: so far this year, so I say under, yeah. I mean, they're averaging giving up one, what 122 through the air, or some, something crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, it's
1: Gardner Minshew. You you should be able to, like, keep them from having even a decent day. He did throw for
0: 347 last week or 340-something. I mean, I was – But that was garbage That was predominantly garbage time. Um, And to be honest, most offenses haven't even done well in garbage time against the Browns. It's weird. (laughs) The Browns are just – Yeah, they don't let up. They're dominating in in garbage time, which is absurd. Yeah. I think I'm going to go under as well. It's a really high number. I think I probably shouldn't have made it that high myself. Um, That's kind of banking on that being the only way the Colts are able to move the ball Um, Mm. because the hope is they're not able to run. But the next prop is Colts rushing yards over under 94 and a half. Um, They've run for over 120 in four of their six games. Uh their lowest output was their lowest outputs were week one when they rushed they're both against the Jaguars. Uh they've rushed for like 110 combined yards against the Jaguars in the two games they played. So but in the rest of the games they've gone off. Like they ran for like 140 something on the Ravens.
1: Um it's 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 also another thing with the Bronze defense. They have not really allowed rough like running backs to go off. So I think they can keep those two in check. So I am I can, I'll probably say under.
0: Yeah. I think the, um, the Colts are, are kind of sneaky in this regard. I think they probably could get to a hundred yards. The Niners just got to 100 a hundred yards. Mostly without Christian McCaffrey. Um, they had one long, um, forget who ran that ball. The the long end around. But again, I might have set the number a little high. I'm going to say under, but I would not be surprised if they ran for 100 yards. Yeah. Um, Browns takeaways over under one and a half. We're going to keep doing this until we beat our heads (laughs) like through the wall. (laughs) Man, it just feels like you
1: would think they would get more turnovers, but they haven't really done that. So I'm going to just say under.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to say under as well, specifically because I think we're kind of in prove it mode. <laughs> like until you prove that you, well, you had two against the, the Steelers, but didn't matter. Cause you had four tur- turnovers. So until you prove that you can kind of, do the job on defense and get takeaways without turning the ball over on offense too. Uh, I'm not Mm going to say that you're going to go out there and get two or three, like prove it. Um, And last but not least, we got the game. I have a feeling I know kind of which way we're going, Um, but the Browns are three point favorites on the road. Um, Last time I played in the stadium, they were also favorites. Uh, That was in 2017. Um, both teams oh, were terrible, and the Colts, <laughs> I think, I think what was the final score, like 34-27 or something? Yeah, it was a bad game. I remember yeah, that. It was, it was a lot of bad football all at once. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, I think Jacoby Brissett started for the Colts that day. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Browns. I just... This defense is almost tailor made to make offenses that aren't really good their entire day a living hell.
1: Yeah, this should be a game where the Browns just should dominate from start to finish. Like that defense has shown has shown it with this caliber of team. Like so. Should be Browns all the way. In my yeah, mind. I mean it's
0: it's weird to kind of say that because you can't expect them to go out and do what they did to the Bengals and Titans every week, but like they have it in them, and it it snowballs. It, it it's in the last few years of the NFL, you think of units snowballing a game, and it's always offenses that can put up points in a hurry and force the game to go one direction in three possessions and it changes the entire complexion of the whole game. The, the cold, the chiefs have done it. The dolphins have done it. The bills have done it. The Bengals did it um, at the tail end of both of the last two seasons, Jerry slot for this year, but Like you can take an entire game and ruin it in a matter of a few plays on offense just by having an explosive offense. But the Browns have managed to find a way in this day and age in the NFL to have an explosive defense that, and they don't do it with takeaways. They just do it with making your play caller second guess what football is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They, they can't find a a counter because they're, they're so prepared that they can, and they got the talent to back it up that there's nothing that they could really go to.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see some tests in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we say defense travels, but you know, going on the road and doing this, it's tough. Um, they did it in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's offense sucks, um, and they still gave up a big play. That was the only big play that they've given up like all season. That that you know outside the Ravens game. I think we're going to say we're going to say outside the Ravens game a lot until we play the Ravens again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the only time they've really screwed something up all year was that play to Pickens. And I don't know. It's just it's it's weird having this much trust in a unit. We've, we've never had that. So hopefully we find some separation this week. Uh, at least you and I picked enough game, enough things different that it should be – we should at least separate ourselves. <laughs> um, hopefully. We'll, 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 st- we'll still be we'll,
1: – hey, we'll somehow be, like, tied because that's just how it's gone. I don't know what Gervis' picks are, but it it's it just been the way it's been. So, yeah. hopefully. I
0: don't know. Uh, uh, hopefully we start to find some separation. Yeah. Uh, we, we probably are gonna finish the season tied at this point i think it's just fate <laughs> uh, but anyway we will be back on sunday um after the game and we will break down hopefully what is another good defensive performance or great defensive performance and um quarterback play i don't know who's gonna be playing quarterback but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about quarterback play
1: Yep. We're going to find out on Sunday and we're going to probably diagnose the hell out of it.
0: We're going to try. (laughs) Okay. Um, And that's, that's been another uh, pretty decent episode of Brown's cast. Yep. Go Browns.
1: Go Browns. Don't you know that.